Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything, and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host, Ben, and sorry folks, I've been gone a long time, but I'm back. I'm back, baby. Uh, gonna try to bring a little more consistent content. Uh, the reason I haven't really been focusing on producing content is because I've been following the wise words of Bambi. Actually, I think it's Thumper, the little bunny from Bambi. But anyway, he says, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. And for the last year, I feel like I haven't had anything nice to say. I've just had, you know, my strong opinions, my feelings, my, you know, selfish little hurts and whatever else. But... You know, 50% that. I say that, I joke a little bit. I've also been very busy. I've been buying houses and selling houses and moving to different places and going all over and changing jobs and and uh, getting getting education. And Anyway, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. But we're back. Needless to say, we're back. I, uh, <clears throat> I do feel like I need to try to address the whole COVID thing. So this has been going on for the last 20 months, uh, unless you've been living deep in the forest or are just blessed of the Lord and completely ignorant to the situation of our little planet. Uh, COVID-19 has been making people make wild decisions and do crazy things. And, you know, everybody's trying their best. Some people are malicious. Some people have good hearts and it's all just wild. I personally, my stance on it is after two years, I don't care anymore. So uh, that's kind of where I sit. Um, I'm a pretty conservative guy, so take from that what you will. Not conservative in the sense that I agree with anything, everything that conservative people are doing or liberal people are doing. Or I'm kind of on the side of Jesus, which is mostly what I wanted to get after is uh, kind of, there's a few, th- a lot of things that this pandemic has brought up, especially in the faith community. Uh, leaders deciding, uh, leaders in the spiritual community, sorry, I need to clarify, leaders in the spiritual community trying to take the sides of leaders in governments and take positions um, on issues siding with, you know, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm a, what do we have in Canada, like a, a liberal or, or oh, man... The blue, come on, what's our version of blue? Like, Conservative Party of Canada, I think. And now we got, like, a purple party and the People's Party. and We got all this stuff. NDPs, you know, you know what it is. We all did grade, I think that's grade four in Canada. It doesn't matter. We don't need to go down those rabbit holes. Anyway, people in spiritual places of authority, I'm not talking about, like, angels or principalities or whatever. I'm talking about pastors and leaders and people in churches are taking sides politically. And I think, personally, that this is is unwise. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I think that truth is objective. I've spoken about that on the podcast before, so I believe there is a correct and an incorrect answer that is definitive. There's no gray zone in truth, right? There might be gray zone in what the best choice is, but there's no gray zone in what the truth of something is. So, uh, As that stands, I think there are things that we can look at objectively and say this is true or this is untrue, and I think to deny truths would be foolish, but I don't don't think that everyone's malicious and they're all out to get us, nor do I think that there is complete altruism amongst uh, our, our global society and our governments and everybody's just you know sunshine and rainbows and always trying to do the right thing because man is fallen man is sinful and people are um 
selfish essentially and if you don't believe that have a child and then watch them grow up you don't have to teach them how to be selfish they come out of the womb that way and uh, they need to be born again of the spirit of god that's kind of the deal that's the salvation thing anyway so we have this situation where spiritual leaders are taking sides we shouldn't be taking sides we should be focusing ourselves on first off the golden well the first and greatest commandment is love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and then the other is like it love uh love you know your neighbor as yourself or as my summary version is love god love people if we are focusing on loving god you know not some false ideal of who god is but truly submitting ourselves under the lordship of jesus christ through the power of his death and resurrection uh you know, the infilling of the Holy Spirit empowering us to live through grace, the supernatural empowerment of God to uh, have uh, holiness in our lives and manifest the fruits of the Spirit. It, um, if, if that is occurring, then we are going to be loving people as well. If we're following the first commandment and loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we are going to, as a byproduct, be loving people and not just people that are on our side or on our team or hold our views in a particular area, but all people. And you know what? I'm going to admit, I'm so bad at this. I'm so like, the older I get, the more like a, a grungy old, get off my lawn old man I become. I just am like, leave me alone, stay off my grass, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody, everybody's dumb, and that's not right, that's not the right attitude, it's not correct to shut yourself off, and you, this isn't necessarily a rebuke to anyone, this is something I've noticed in my own heart, and take from it what you will, but just the hardening, the inability to love people, and I notice that it, it accelerates when I lose sight of loving God, um, I've been reading I've been reading about David, and uh, it's very interesting when you read the transition from Saul to David. Initially, Saul has a heart for God, and his focus is outward enough to keep things going well. And as the focus turns inward, the mistakes and the selfishness and the pride become greater and greater and greater until eventually the kingdom is stripped from Saul and handed to David. And um, not to say that, you know, obviously we're under a new and greater covenant and people have all kinds of like, we're not under the old whatever, you can't use it. I feel like it's in the Bible so we can draw from the Old Testament pointing, you know, it's, it's like a foreshadowing of Christ. There's lots of references to him. David wrote Psalms. There's all kind of all kinds of Christological references in there so we don't have to get our theological things in a knot. I don't know why I'm defending myself to no one. I, I'm able to say literally whatever I want. But I just I want to be able to talk to as broad an audience as possible without people being like, well, he's theologically incorrect and turning me off. But anyway, what I'm saying is that we can see that example of Saul turning towards himself, t focusing on his leadership and his ability to main maintain control and how much people liked him. And he becomes bitter and hardened and actually loses his ability to love and lead and uh, ultimately loses his relationship with God. Now, we know, obviously, when we're saved, we're not, um, 
you know, God saves us and we can always tur- turn back to him, always repent. The Spirit's available to everyone. You know, your sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will dream dreams, young men will have visions, blah, 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 blah. The thing, but uh, in that instance, God's Holy Spirit left Saul. God was not with Saul anymore because of his pride and selfishness. So I think that we need to focus on loving God. And the more that we focus outwards, outside, beyond, looking up, looking towards the Father and the the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the death and resurrection, the resurrection being a very important part as well, not just the death of Jesus, not just the sacrifice, but the resurrection power. As we look to that, we see his love for humanity and it is manifest in ourselves and in our lives, loving people. Now, as Paul says, not that I've already attained to this, attain to all this but forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead i press onward to take hold of all that christ paid for and that's definitely you know i say that too not that i've attained to this and i'm practicing what i preach in a super profound way but i i do try i am trying to bring my focus to the lord so that my love for people becomes greater and more effective now Another thing that I kind of wanted to bring up was a lot of people have a lot of end times complexes going on, especially with the COVID thing. And, and, you know, I hate to bring it up, but it's a big part of our world uh, right now. If you're listening, it's what is it? It's Sunday, December 5th. Uh, For me, when it's produced, it uh, that it might be the next day or whatever. But but um that's the day it is. So COVID is still fairly prevalent. It's still something that's talked about. Anyway, is it the end of the world? You know, I think a lot of people are touting some seriously heavy scriptures out of Revelations and Isaiah being like, look, it's the end of the world. Don't you see the days are getting dark and we're all gonna die? Maybe, bro. Maybe. But, dare I remind our very fortunate and blessed society of times not so long ago where Armageddon was a much more present uh, and realistic reality. Not to say that the problems that we face today are are meaningless or they're not impactful, but uh, we can think of World War One. You know, they thought it was the war to end all wars. Men dying just everywhere. Uh, Gas, you know, they're using biological weapons. They're dying in the trenches from fungal infections in their feet, from walking in water and never being able to dry off. Uh, It's it's a disgusting, horrible, very hellish situation, right? And to say you know, to stand with your sandwich board sign. I don't know if they had sandwich board signs back in the 19-whatevers, but, you know, repent, the end is nigh. Yeah, I mean, that would, it would look like the end was nigh then. And then we have, what, the Great Depression. And people are eating their belts. And I think it'd be easy to stand with your sandwich board sign, uh, try not to get eaten looking like a sandwich in the Great Depression. That's a terrible joke. That was bad. Uh, Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, somebody somewhere laughed. Probably probably my dad listening to this laughed at least a little bit. Uh, we, we have the Great Depression and people are starving. People are eating their leather belts trying to get uh, food. They're 
barely able to get a day's work at the docks. They're just it's crazy, brutal poverty and starvation, and people are dying. And actually, craft dinner was invented then. Fun fact, because it was said that one box could feed a family of four. Okay, I'm done with the random historical facts. But anyway, sandwich board sign, like the end is nigh. You know, repent. The end is nigh. That's that seems relevant. Also during the Great Depression, and then what comes right after that? World War Two. Okay, and if we're talking about like events where you could be like, it's the Antichrist. It's the flipping mark of the beast. Like. It's all happening right now, which a lot of people are getting on those trains. Okay, World War II was a time you could probably say a lot of that with a lot of, excuse me, <coughs> with a lot of, I don't have COVID, I just have a cold, so reserve your prayers and criticisms. Um, well, you could pray that my cold gets better, but anyway, um, World War II was a time where the death was incredible the destruction was almost inconceivable and then and then to top it all off these armageddon level bombs get developed and dropped on cities that they turn into glass like come on guys if we think if we think at this point in history where People people are being elevated out of poverty at a faster rate than ever before in human history. And, you know, you you have an iPhone. Like, I have a USB microphone. I have no idea. Well, I have a some idea how it works because I'm an electrician. But, like, it's pretty incredible the technologies we have access to, the things we have. And I'm not saying it could be the end times. It, it really could be. But I think that during every point in history... There's always things, there's always hardships. And a scripture that I, I think is important to remember uh, is the words of Jesus. Because like we say in the intro, Jesus is the answer to everything. He says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You know, like, in this world you will have trouble. So, when we see these things, do we get our sandwich board signs out and say, repent the end is nigh? You know, I think we could probably serve to have a couple sandwich board signs out there because repent the end is nigh is, um, it's true in some sense. Like, he's coming back eventually. Not, not to say that he couldn't come back in the next five or six minutes or come back tomorrow. Uh, the Lord can do what he wants. But, um, we, oh, jeepers, I, that train of thought just is gone. Sorry. We need to focus on having a, a genuine understanding that our, our hard times may be hard, but we were actually promised those hard times by our Lord and Savior. He, he, he said, you will have trouble. Like, there's going to be things that's, that are bad. I can't. There's certain stuff that is, you know, really bad about these times right now and, and kind of frightening. But, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of positives living uh, in Canada, for me specifically. I know some people might be listening from the States, and I actually had one listener in Japan. So I, I don't know if Kenichiwa is a Japanese thing or because I'm not, you know what, I'm not even going to go there. But anyway, one guy from, one bro from Japan represent. That's fantastic. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but 
I, I, you know, I'm very blessed to live in a first world country. Like I said, I have access to all this amazing technology. We have more clean water than I think any other nation in the world, Canada in particular. Um, we are, uh, and continue to be a very wealthy nation. We are very rich in natural resources and, and there's lots of opportunities and jobs and so forth and so on and so forth. So anyway, it, it, during this time, I know that lots of people are taking to the extremes of, well, it's the end times. It's God's judgment on humanity. Oh, it's all going to be over. Oh, it's going to be terrible. But I think during every generation, during every point in history, there are hardships. There are times that are bad. There are times that are good. And there is there's a wise proverb um, that actually me and my wife were just talking. Uh, there's a proverb that says, do not ask. Why were the former times better than these? It is not wise to ask these things. So the, I think the proverb is alluding to, and you know what? I could be wrong, okay? But this is just my interpretation. My wife and I were talking, and we, we sold all our stuff, and we moved in a travel trailer. And if you want to hear that, there's a, a Conversations with Ben and Katie episode where we uh, discuss our story. But we, um, we had a hard time like a, an exceptionally hard time when we followed that specific call of God holy moly there was some rough rough periods in there and there was a lot of criticism from others and there was uh, some or not just some uncertainty like it was just entirely uncertain and now looking back the experience is uh, is whitewashed in my mind like I forget the hard dark parts of that particular journey of that growth in my faith and personal ministry and <laughs> and it's just like oh yeah that was a thing and i think that proverb is saying that's why we shouldn't ask well why was the past so good well because you don't remember the past correctly because you're only taking away these good experiences and and again maybe the proverb's not saying that but it is saying it's not wise to ask that question so if it's saying anything, it's saying what it's saying, which is a, a dumb roundabout way of saying take it at face value. It's just that we, we don't know, you know why things are getting worse or why things are really good. Or, but again, there's another verse. Paul is so good. He says, you know, no matter my circumstances, whether with you know much or little, I have learned to be content in all things, and I do this through Christ who strengthens me. Um, and that's what we do. We live in Christ. We focus on God, uh, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then as a byproduct of that, loving people through the power of the Holy Spirit and God's supernatural grace and empowerment in our lives. And that is how we uh, continue pressing on uh, without without losing sight of the main things and i've said it before on the podcast and i'll say it again if the main things are the plain things we can all get along and the main thing is that christ loves everybody and everybody needs a relationship with jesus christ and uh, that's the only way to have a relationship with god the relationship you were meant to have from the beginning the reason you were created to be in relationship with your creator Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all this, and uh, we we are 
our best to remember that. And then if that's not our feeling, uh, you can do what I did and take a year year hiatus from producing content and follow the Bambi rule. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And the one thing you could say to everyone is Jesus loves you, and it won't be a lie. It's very true. Jesus does love everyone. Uh, so, yeah, that's been fun. It's been fun talking about this. Um, as as always, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I will be trying to produce more consistent content, put a few more thoughts and ideas out there. I'll try, honestly, to talk as little about COVID as humanly possible. It can be challenging when there's... Um, so much of the news in the world that uh, that is focused on that but i am going to try to avoid it and we're going to try to delve into scripture godly character growing in our faith together as a group you know all like six of us or whatever <laughs> and uh and then we'll <clears throat> we'll be back i say we like the royal we but it is me and the lord as you can see in the in the uh, thumbnail or whatever my podcast i'm a little cricket on the nose of the lion that's me it's me and the Lord, so I say we. It's the not royal we. I guess royal because we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. And he's king and we're, you know, sons and daughters. That would make us princes and princesses. Anyway, all this to say, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> and I hope to see you again on the Cricket of the King podcast. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>